0: Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome back for episode 76 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on March 11th, 2017 on Twitch.tv. Big shout out to the live chat here. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. This is your host, Blue Crew 86. Alongside me, we have the voice that launched the Thousand Ships, Justin Sane 0516. How have the drops been for you, Justin?
1: Pretty dang good. Um, haven't got to play much over the past two weeks, but. Everything's been going great.
0: Good. Thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mel and Green are out this week due to some schedule conflicts with this last minute schedule change up this week that had come up. Um but in our guest co-host spotlight tonight, we have the man known far and wide for his powerful puns, the legend Blue. Blue, how are you doing tonight?
2: Well, uh, I guess I'm doing all right, you know. It's uh just getting a little taken away here by this whole podcast. But I think control before it rifts into mayhem.
0: Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> nice. That's some super good advice.
2: Yeah, you know, it's a good icebreaker, to be honest.
0: <laughs> nice,
1: nice. Oh, and by the way, Blue, this is Blue. Blue, me, Blue, Blue. Mm-hmm. This hey, is how you blue. doing,
2: buddy? Hi. Nice to meet you.
0: <laughs> Justin's going to not let this go. <laughs> um. Hey, well, uh, can you... you know twice what, twice um, the blue. Oh, Lord. Do you know what
2: orcs' favorite kind of tomatoes are? What? Oh, no sun died oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like i'll be it. here till reset Tip <laughs> the <you for> waiters
0: <laughs> can you tell us where people can find you if they wanted to chat more with you about tonight's topic at least
2: uh, you can find me behind bungie's alleyways or
0: on twitter at the legend blue nice all right well let's get the intro out of the way and then we'll jump right in The topic of today's chat is going to be an exploration of the exotic heavy weapons that our Guardians have access to currently. Before we get into that, however, I do have a few housekeeping notes. In our last chat, we looked at the exotic special weapons in Destiny currently. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out www.focusfirechat.com for archives of all previous chats as well as links to the other aspects of Focus Fire Chat out in the internets. If you don't mind, please give us some feedback on iTunes to let us know how we're doing. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Friday at around 10 p.m. Central, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who are unable to participate. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network found at theguardiansofdestiny.com. These include Guardian Radio, the official podcast for the Guardians of Destiny, Guardian 1, Ghosts and Echoes, which also has the Destiny Audio Grimoire, and the network's newest edition, Paragon Radio. Our next chat's going to be an exploration of those infamous explorers of death and the knowledge that lies beyond the veil, though warlocks known as the Thanatonauts. With that, let's go ahead and dive into the information and thoughts that the community had on the heavy exotic weapons. Lorbot, let's go. Query. Grimoire. Database. Results found. Displaying on screen.
1: Thanks, Randy. Uh sorry, I'm I'm working with fifty percent less monitor than I'm used to.
0: <laughs> excuses.
1: Um, Uses for been the nerfed. week. <laughs> Nerf this. I have been nerfed. My <laughs> effectiveness has been nerfed fifty percent. Now you are can you just push punchy? me. Yeah, yeah. I, I will. Now you can just push me off the platform with grenades. <laughs> <aids>. It's awful. <laughs> um so heavy weapons are designed to deal massive amounts of damage in short amounts of time. There are three main types of heavy weapons, with one kind of special exception being the sleeper simulant fusion rifle. Uh, There are heavy machine guns, rocket launchers, and swords. As with the other exotic items, each of the following holds its own specific perk that puts it outside the standard abilities of its type. Um, In other words, it should feel like an exotic weapon. That's not to say all of them do, Mm -hmm.
0: because they're not all created equal, but... (laughs) it should. All right. And you want to jump, let's jump in with, let's just start off with that special example. So we're going to talk real quick about fusion rifles. Uh, One fusion rifle in particular, but just real quick fusion rifles. uh, The grimoire card for that is advances, advancements in directed energy disbursement gained through the discovery of golden age research led to the creation of stable field ready energy based weaponry. The first implementation of this technology comes in the form of the fusion rifle. Users must hold the trigger down for a few moments to charge the weapon before firing. So this is something that we did talk about last week. Uh, you know, we we had a we had our own opinions about the effectiveness of these weapons, but uh, the one particular example of fusion rifle for the heavy area, it would be the sleeper simulant. In blue, you wanna. Grab that card real quick.
2: Uh, sure. You want me to read it? Yeah. All of it. All right. Cool. Sleeper simulant uh, su- subroutine Icolo. status equals complete. Midnight exigent status equals still in progress. This is essential assets imper- imper- imperative secured slash conference. This is an internal alert. Mm-hmm. Number exterior defense ex- exterior defense breaches has increased by four hundred percent in the past year. Current campus defense protocols unable to keep up with new demands. Operation Midnight Exigent is not yet complete. Interim response necessity is imperative. Hypoth- I can't talk today. Hypothesize that resources that resource guardians may be leveraged to compensate for CDP and our inadequacies. I swear I know English, but I don't. Reassign twelve percent of Cosmo assets to new directive. Declare Icleos. I am calling loops and extracting subroutine Devallen Forge to be modified and rec- recompiled to comport to Midnight Exigent Parameters. I am inserting the modified Devallen Forge 2 into iClills and compiling for immediate imp- implementation. Execute short hold for partial shutdown and reactivation. Stop, stop, stop. V5599. I'm not even going to say the rest, but you get the numbers. <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of numbers and letters. All right, guys?
1: It's a Norse lot of mythology. Stuff. And
0: I'll pin to my bank account, and then...
2: Social security number.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so so obviously the primary perk here is the sleeper simulant, which it, the description is weapons lasers, tears through enemies and ricochets once on hard surfaces, uh, and then activates, activate Aikylios, which upgrades laser to allow multiple ricochets on hard surface, is a later upgrade that you can get. Actually, I think it's the last... On the talent grid that you can get, um, the weapon does solar damage, and like we said, it is considered a heavy weapon. Um, the there's a couple little things of trivia note with the sleeper simulant. Uh, simulant is something that simulates or resembles something else. A sleeper is usually understood to be a greatly undervalued antique. Or something that has been modified to improve its performance without changing its appearance. So you have things like sleeper cells and stuff like that. A uh, much more powerful object hidden within an unassuming shell. So then you kind of get into the flavor text, which uh, you know we we heard a couple of different key terms there. Ikeolos is actually a term from Ovid's Metamorphosis, which is the personification of dreaming, um, and this. This basically calls into effect Fobiter, uh, which is a deity in that whole Metamorphosis storyline. And then, so there's also the hints for Rasputin having rewritten his original protocol due to that 400% increase, which also explains you know why Rasputin's kind of being friendlier to our Guardians. And then... We have a link to the Davlin Fusion Rifle Cores and then this is from that is from the Exotic Quest. And then exigent is a word that means imperative or needing immediate action. And Justin Blue, do you guys what what's your do you have any opinions, thoughts on the sleeper? On on sleeper? Yeah.
1: Um yeah, yeah. If, I mean, obviously, you've got a bunch of Rasputin code and protocol here to sift through, and that's like an hour-long conversation in yeah, and of itself. But um, I I actually kind of um, view this as a, a uh, mobile weaponized Rasputin firing platform. So this is something that was designed by Rasputin to be carried by I I know I'm not supposed to say this name, but a (laughs) seraph. you know, this is, this is, uh, this is his, his, uh, you know, this is, I I think this is like a very special item that we receive when we receive it. But I think at at a certain point in time during the collapse,
0: it probably wasn't that special. That's well, why pieces we know of it we know are, Davlin, are kind of
1: scattered all over the place right
0: because I mean we know the davelin forge was part of the response from Rasputin mm-hmm. to the you know and that's where we have some of those older fusion rifles that we yeah. that we actually I think, and there's
1: we, nothing concrete for me to say this from but I think he was probably outfitting exos with this with this uh well because I guess my
0: my argument here against that is the sleeper simulant is a special weapon designed specifically for The increase in the the defense breaches. So, like, I don't think the sleeper simulant was part of the prior batches. I guess you would call them of weapons. Yeah,
1: yeah. But you can see in the in the protocol there, it says reassign twelve percent of Cosmo Cosmo assets. assets Oh, yeah. I
0: definitely think to new directive. Right, right. right. So, I think
1: he's saying take twelve percent of our of our ground assets or not ground assets, just assets in in general, and we're gonna declare them. Ikelos or Ikelos or whatever, however you want to say it. Right. And I think that designation means they're going to be wielding sleepers.
0: Well, and I definitely think that it, I think I'm, I'm definitely on board with you with the idea that this has part of Rasputin or at least a subroutine mm-hmm. of Rasputin in it. Um. I guess my, my contention was that I don't think this was designed. This particular gun was designed for any Seraph or Exos prior to the guardians, simply because the situation, which uh, the CDP was unable to keep up with, didn't exist until right now. I think. I mean, yeah, pins is pins actually got it in chat. I think the sleeper Simulator is actually a current adaptation of the original Devil and Forge fusion rifles. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So I think I yeah. think the Devlin forged fusion rifles, if you're gonna argue that he was building things for serifs, which is completely possible, uh, depending on you know your theory on who serifs are, because I know there's a ton of different theories on who the serifs are. Um, they're all
1: they're all they're all
0: the stranger, don't worry about that. They're all it. the stranger. Seven oh, okay. Oh, awesome. awesome. <laughs> that's that's so that was that, what so was that Matt? nice?
2: There are seven of them.
0: Oh Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I mean depending on who depending on your theory there then I could see the Davlin forge uh the Davlin forge fusion rifles being arguably created for' them because those we know were being created prior to prior to yeah. the uh bad, bad bad where am I going with well this? you could
1: say Valen ones not twos twos right like the fair next fair point fair point yeah fair point
0: yeah, yeah. Fair point. yeah. Because that was also um, d- when he was creating his own def- – he was he was equipping humanity too with fusion rifles.
1: Yeah. Right. And let me just ask this. I know we, we kind of have touched on this, but are we all kind of on board with the viewing of a fusion rifle, especially Sleeper, very much like a rail gun? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yes. Yeah.
2: I Definitely yeah. so. They have the same build and composition. I feel it's definitely – something and they all kind
1: of material. And, yeah and they all employ coils mm-hmm. which is how a
0: railgun actually propels its bolt um mm-hmm. it's just the, very, the difference uh, obviously is that a railgun would have a usually a single shot and a fusion rifle has what four three yeah, yeah. space magic
2: space magic you know do more than once <laughs> <laughs> um not to focus more on the gun, but just the lore behind the flavor text of the gun really gets me, you know, kind of antsed up when it comes to uh, uh, Rasputin because you know it really makes him sound like he's evil and that he's he has intentions of his own. Because I mean, this with the whole flavor text, it's it's um, it, it, it gives like a with the whole Acleos, it's it's like a reference. It's not just a reference to Rasputin. It gives us like a hint to what operation it is bearing with his name. Like it's a it's a subroutine, which is defined as a set of instructions designed to perform a frequently used operation within a program. Mm-hmm. So I think whatever the subroutine Icleos is is it's the set of instructions that allow Rasputin to tap into the machines that he controls, which is the Warmind or Charlemagne, which we still haven't you know seen anything of. But most people theorize it's that hidden raid that we never got um, that Kotaku talked about on uh, Mars.
0: <laughs> we're really stepping outside now. Well, I mean, I of, mean <laughs> no. Icleos, Icleos is, you know, like I, like we kind of mentioned was a connection to Phobeter, which is another word for frightening from Ovid's metamorphosis. So yeah, I mean, right. you, you Fear definitely, giver. yeah, you definitely have, and you know, another fun trivia there is that they're also sons of Nix, which mm-hmm. we also have in the game as well with the fangs of Nix ship. Um, you know, it, yeah, Phobetor was the personification of nightmares, and you know he he appeared in the f- dreams and forms of animals and monsters, um, and he was known as Echelios, which means semblance. Uh, so, yeah, he, I mean, and he lives he, he or Phobetor resided in the land of dreams, which was technically part of the underworld. So, I mean, yeah, you're talking not not happy not happy thoughts with this subroutine, but yeah, definitely. On the flip side, though, I mean, from Rasputin's standpoint, you know, he's watched he's watched humanity crumble as an effect of this. So, I mean, he I mean, that would be a frightening slash, you know, nightmare.
1: I I think Rasputin, uh, he just uh, his laws of operation are so macro Mm -hmm. in in like their their scope that what seems evil to us is him just executing what, you know, what his systems interpret as being the, the best course of action for mankind. And, you know, if, if you go down to the micro level, cauterizing a wound is a very violent action. You know what I mean? Right. 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 If you are on ground zero of that, it would seem like genocide, you know, it would, it would be, you know, it would be the most traumatic thing you ever saw. But, if you go wider picture out to the doctors performing the, you know, the procedure you say, oh, okay, this is being done for the betterment of the whole. And I'm not trying to be a Rasputin apologist. I'm just saying, I don't think assigning good and evil to Rasputin is, uh, easy. Is something that's easy. Right. I, I, I'm i not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying, uh, it's, and this is a a pretty, you know, this what? is a pretty recur- recurrent theme in uh, in just sci-fi and video games. I mean, Cortana, much. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. well, I just- yeah, it, uh, uh, that comparison. <laughs> um, to bring it back to the sleeper simulate real quick, if you the sleeper simulate actually has another item attached to it, uh, it's the weapon frame, which is you know the frame that mm-hmm. we get while we're doing the quest. And that actually has additional kind of flavor text. It says, "Bunker perimeter defenses have repeatedly failed. Calling new mechanism, Aquilos, purpose enable guardians to secure key positions and other goals relevant to Midnight Exigent."
1: So, just okay. in
0: in response to yeah. the conversation we were just having, that's so that kind of clears that up for me at least. Um, yeah, no, no,
2: it's all in perspective.
0: Right, right, mm-hmm. and yeah, and that's a- and that's the other thing is like you know from. And going back to Justin, what you just said about the, the cauterizing, you know, example from a big picture, that's the, that's the gentlest or not, well, the gentlest, but it's the most efficient way to deal with the situation. Yeah. It's, it's a good play, but you're right. You know, from, from the the ground level view, I guess it's like, yeah, it is. It's, it's near genocide. Um And so the question, the question to me becomes, what degree of a picture is Rasputin looking at? You know, how, how big of a, how big of a drawback is he, is he looking at this situation from? Because we know that this is not the first time that he has been rough. Compromise, yeah <laughs> well not even compromise. he's like <laughs> i mean like he he speaks of having the the ashes of thousands and you know falling from his shoulder for you know and like he, he just doesn't to me the the card doesn't read as like he's like yeah yep that happened i'm going to sleep
2: right but you know it's it's war and war is hell and i mean right um right. if if you look back at the you know the previous um Rasputin Grimar cards, where he just you know throws a freaking laser from the sky, and, and he just no, the all, I, all I can talk about is yeah how it, the Cabal and uh, uh, the uh, Vex. All you see is his Minotaurs falling burnt and broken, with their fluids boiling out because of the beam that he just threw down upon them. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's just it, he's very de- he's very decisive with his actions, no matter what the cost is. His main mission is to defend the city.
0: Or and if he feels
2: yeah. that to commit mass genocide against the Vex or be a cabal, then he, he'll do it.
1: Right. Yeah, it, and you'd be surprised—you know—how easy decisions become when you're not shackled by the framework of morality.
2: Exactly. Just look at Skynet. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh exactly. the Skynet and, reference. Exactly. Yeah,
2: and I mean, yes. you, there's a there's an old uh, re, there's an old um, concept art that I I posted on my Twitter not too long ago. Of um, the citadel actually getting hit by this laser, and it's it's crazy.
0: I can yeah, I can. <clears throat> I mean, it it really makes you think on Rasputin's side. You know, stepping back from the weapon, which you know is very clearly tied. Obviously, it's tied to Rasputin, but it's it's also just by the name alone. You have a sleeper simulant. What is the sleeper in this weapon? Well, we know from there that there's twelve percent of twelve percent of Rasputin's assets, like you were saying, Justin. So you're you're literally walking around with a sleeping, you know, a ticking time bomb in the form of a potential fragmented war mind. Which is a, I like a it. it's a fun theory, and you know that's just that just makes you all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> You want to let's, let's go somewhere so else? <laughs> we
1: could do a whole freaking show over Rasputin. And oh, the we have Simulant. we have done it. um, let's do another but one. Let's,
0: yeah, let's. Well, actually, we did the Rasputin episode before Sleeper was out, and then we did, yeah, well, the, well, but then we did the update episode on Rasputin, but we, it was more for the Siva. oh,
1: Siva, that was, was Siva, back. yeah. But um, let's move on to machine guns. Yes, <laughs> the machine gun is an unapologetic weapon of war. Its ability to carry and process large quantities of high caliber, high caliber ammunition allows for sustained focused attacks, making them ideal for the suppression and or annihilation of hostile forces. And if you're like me, you're patiently waiting with bated breath for an exotic Yodler's hammer. But it just it's not <laughs> forthcoming. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any buy videos over it for Destiny 2. So I'm going to assume it's not in the works.
0: Uh, Matt, you're
1: an insider i'm sorry <laughs> what happened what, was what happened <laughs> will we see an exotic yodeler's hammer in destiny 2
2: um maybe
0: <laughs> oh yeah that's what i like is this, to hear. Is this I, I, a, want,
2: I want to see it you think i don't i love hammers wait
0: the reason the reason well. i'm laughing are you talking about a yodeler or are you talking yeah. about yolder? <laughs> Because ha- I am totally here. I'm totally hearing. It's called Yoldler? Yolder's, Yolder's it's Hammer. Yolder's Hammer. It's just with a J. It's a oh. silent J that oh, sounds okay.
1: like a Y. Yolder's
0: yeah. so Hammer. We'll have like right.
1: <laughs> you're, you're putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. It's the Yolder's <laughs> Hammer. Yolder, <laughs> Yolder.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that sound like Yolder Lady. You, like, know the,
2: you know what, Dustin? You wouldn't be bad with some skirts, you know? How to oh, get her tight short skirts? Hell Yeah.
1: It, oh my god you know what that gun was like it was like a full auto 50, 50 millimeter uh scout rifle <laughs> <laughs> it's a full auto 50 cal scout or scout oh man well let's, what are we talking okay. about
0: again machine <laughs> <laughs> machine guns, machine guns. <laughs> all right so the first the first one is abaddon uh And this one, this one, oh man, this is, I'm going to try really hard not to get off on tangents on this one. Uh, Abaddon, the flavor text says, I am one with the flame, the conflagration reborn, I am your funeral pyre. And it's the anthem of the Abaddon. A variant of the Thunderlord outfitted with a prototype fusion modulation device, the Abaddon is built for rapid domination of the enemy. Its mechanism is a delicate balance of barely contained power and brute force every round it fires contains the potency of a sun blah 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 all right so abaddon uh, real quick some uh some notes from our from our friend rhino here the There is a very clear reference here to the religious connotation of this, and that is Avid Dawn is literally a bad dawn. Uh, This is referring to the act of destruction taking place in a fiery burial place of the dead known as Sheol. Which is the grave of mankind in most texts? Uh, Sheol is actually described as both on fire and in snow, depending on the text that you're looking at. Uh, and so then you have the flavor text referring to funeral pyre and conflagration. Uh, a pyre is the bonfire that one would lay the dead upon in a cremation ceremony. Uh, this is actually where you get the the term bonfire. It actually comes from the name of the bones left in the fire, so you had a bone fire, uh, which later gets the E drops off and becomes bonfire. Uh, Conflagration is the whole of all materials in an active state of actively being consumed by fire. So basically everything, it just burns. Burn it to the ground. Um, The origin of the word Abaddon. Now this is where Rhino and I are kind of going back and forth between, you know, behind the scenes on this one. The origin for Abaddon, which is spelled differently than the Abaddon that you see in destiny. Uh, the origin is from Greek and that is actually from Apollyon, uh, who is a God of destruction or an angel of destruction. Um, and this is, this is usually attributed to a fallen angel who became the, the ruler of the realm of the dead, uh, which is also known as the angel of the abyss. There are tons of conflicting accounts on who and what Abaddon is, uh, depending on the text that you're reading, you will either see this, this angelic figure depicted as a hero or a villain. Uh, some some depictions have, have him in league with Lucifer, and some have him as the king of hell himself. Uh, in others, we even have instances of him wrestling with Satan during the apocalypse and being the one who cast him into the abyss. Uh so it, there's there's a very 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 big difference on the uh the figure of Abaddon. Um the the contention that Rhino and I are having right now is the spelling of the term. Abaddon in the religious text is generally spelled A B A D D O N. Abaddon in Destiny is spelled A B B A D O N. So that's that's been a fun, yeah. We we've we've had a long convers long conversations about the spelling of this particular term, um. But yeah, yeah. I mean this this is a very interesting figure in numerous texts. Uh, there's a ton of information going back and forth on you know, like I said depending on which literary source you look at, the abaddon could be a hero, it could be an anti-hero or it could even be a straight up villain. Um and, you know, keep different different demonologists have this figure categorized differently. Uh so yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting interesting figure. Uh, as far as the exotic perk on abaddon, let me pull that up real quick. It is uh incendiary rounds and feeding frenzy so this is this weapon fires faster and more accurately the longer the trigger is held and kills with this weapon increased reload speed for a short time and as the flavor text kind of hints this is a solar weapon i think that that is my piece on abaddon do you guys have anything you want to throw in there
2: fire makes everything better yeah. uh, i'm a little that out of there
1: but, yeah, i'm yeah, a little every... miffed that this isn't called fire lord because yeah. why in the heck would you not call this weapon fire lord
2: destiny would work comedic purposes but in all seriousness yes i mean everything every kind of translation with this gun it, it all leads to destruction you know because in the Old Testament, it's referenced as a bottomless pit mm-hmm. associated with the dead, and then you have an angel who was a king of army of locusts, and then you have which the Greek translation is the uh, the destroyer.
0: Yeah, the Apollo and one. it's
2: yeah. it's just <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. this goes. There's, a, con- badass, there's I mean. a consistent in all those, and that is yeah. destruction.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And That's 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 what you get from fire is destruction, and. And that's what you get from this gun. It's a, 50, it's, a, it's, a, it's a heavy machine gun that shoots flaming rounds. What else do you want in a gun? <laughs> there, there's no discussion. It's, it's destruction. That's what you want. That's what you get.
0: This is, this is Justin's yodeler's hammer. No, it's not. Let's not do that. Let's
1: not make it something it's not.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> and um, so. thank you, Pluto, in chat. It does have a hidden perk that precision kills cause enemies to explode. With respect. Even better. Arons. Yeah. So Thunder More Lord destruction. Thunderlord will have Ark Nova Mortis is void and then Abaddon is solar.
1: And I was one of the plebes early on who was just like, I do this thing where I like halfway read something and then I, I think I know it or I think I've read it, but I really haven't. And I, I called this gun abandoned for like maybe the first <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, two weeks I had it. Where do it's you like, get the end from? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I invent it. That's what I do. I but yeah, this is I, what I like about this gun is that actually it actually mentions in the description of the gun that there's a fusion modulation device. So what that tells me is they're actually modulating. Like um, the frequency of whatever base property the gun had to create this solar effect. It's not that it's inherently solar. This is this is a modified Thunderlord, right? At least and that's so the way I read it's it.
0: Taking it's taking the the base Thunderlord and modifying it to fusion. Mm-hmm. Not fusion. What am I talking? Uh, plot. Uh, uh, well, not, solar. Uh, solar. Thank you. Well, it actually. I was, actually thinking, refers I was to it thinking as, a, like as a, base elements. I was like, that was plot well, one, which is fusion.
1: It would be fusion. The process would be fusion. They, it actually. Literally. It refers to it as a fusion modulation device, I think. But moving, moving
0: on. on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to wait you know, from the technical specs. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's let's jump to a a bit of a random jump n- to the Nemesis Star, real quick. Okay. Okay. Or did you have any, Justin? You wanted? Did you want to talk about the abandoned anything?
1: No, I'm done. Let's abandon this one.
0: Sorry. Nothing, nothing, nothing Mm-mm. nothing we're gonna we're nothing. gonna just pretend okay. like that didn't happen, fair enough, yodeler's hammer, let's go nemesis star hmm. Lou, you want to grab that one
2: uh yeah, I'll try to read it better this time, all right, nemesis star, what is the answer when the question is extinction,
0: who or what
2: is the weapons foundry known as nidir when where did it come from? And is the Foundry's name a commentary on its own quality or that of its rivals an expression of fatalism? An inside joke? Do these questions matter next to a weapon as powerful as Nemesis Star? Find out next week on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm over 9,000.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Man.
1: I love the nod to the, to the origins of the name Nadir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which means the lowest point in the <laughs> fortunes of a person or organization. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I'm working my way back up from my Nadir, but I'm, I'm halfway.
0: You're halfway back. there?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm halfway back up. <laughs> well,
2: this gun, just like the uh, other uh, Solar Lord. Um, it, 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 at the end it's all about destruction because the uh, nemesis star theory which this gun I, I, I like to believe is based on is about the uh, extinction of earth how uh, we have yet to discover a dwarf star which mm-hmm. gravity is going to send our other bodies hurling our way every 27 <laughs> million years
0: <laughs> the
1: death star awesome. i see. no that's no that'll be that'll that'll be in a little bit
0: no 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 that's the, the, death, death, it's, star it's the death star theory bit. The, it's that our solar um, system is actually a binary star system that has a dwarf star. It's uh, a great
2: theory for video games, though.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And one of my favorite books is Variable Star, oh, which yeah, actually includes perfect. the cat with the jelly toast on his back.
0: Um, infinite energy.
2: The funny <laughs> thing is, if you look at Destiny, though, when you put this theory in, is when you say something hit us and killed our golden age, golden age nearly wiped us out. What if this planet was was actually wiped us out without like <laughs> the darkness? It,
0: it wasn't um, the darkness. It was the Dwarf Star. Curse dwarf you, star. Dwarf Star.
2: And that's what the Traveler is. is actually the Dwarf Star.
0: <laughs> um, oh. oh, my oh.
1: God. <laughs> <Finn Boyle> hats <laughs> on,
2: boys.
0: <laughs> We're done. We're done. See you next it week. Just, <laughs> I, just,
2: I just leaked it's the plot of Destiny 3. I am in so
0: oh. much trouble. I thought there were NDAs. <laughs> That's, oh <man.
1: laughs> That's oh, where it no. came from. Uh I, I have something that just kind of struck me and I'm going to look <laughs> into this further, but the Nemesis star strikes me in its in its shape. Check out Quilliam's terminus from the King's Fall raid. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just make it pointy on the end. That's just pretty make much it what it's pointy
0: on the end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's well. First of all, no, it's a I shark. Gun. It's a but shark. But it gun. does look a lot like it does look a lot like Nemesis Star. Um That's a wow. Matt, oh, that's why he's a legend. Well, and I think
0: you <laughs> he's know, blue going, going and off he's that, the legend, blue. Yeah, because but going off that, that theory, the uh, the what are they called? The ornaments kind of point to the connection to the Death Star theory as well, because the the ornaments are meteorite and silver bullet. So, you know, you know, and so the the Death Star theory is basically, you know, what, what Matt or what Blue is talking about here uh, is an undiscovered hypothetical star. And it's a dwarf star that is described basically as our solar system is actually a binary star system. And. There is a dwarf star that orbits at a very far distance from and around our sun, and this nemesis star and our sun are tethered in a concentric gravitation. And approximately once every 26 or 27 million years disturbs the gravitational web because, because of that orbit, it distur- its closer proximity disturbs that, that gravitational field. Uh, and th- what this would do is this would actually literally cause asteroids to be knocked out of what's normally a static state within their Oort cloud. And this sends them th- like just throughout the galaxy. Just it just screws everything up, um, including it's like our solar billiards. System. Yeah, it, it's yes, a very, very big game of billiards. But the impact of this large asteroid and the gravitational disturbance throughout our solar system would actually wipe out all living things, creating basically what you know what we're talking about here—a mass extinction event. Um, so yeah, it's it's a uh, so. You want to have
1: your mind blown? Hmm. Uh, no. The the term nadir also has an astronomical implication. Mm-hmm. It's the point on a celestial sphere directly below the observer. Yeah. So it's yeah, the point. Know that. Which,
0: so it's the point at which the observer is standing. Um. Yes. Huh.
1: That is his nadir.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Kind of brings so that's it's like yeah, that. yeah. That's that's cool though because that's like I mean, oh, that's that's that for me. That's just kind of cool because you everyone and maybe to maybe
1: Nadir so the named their company that because thinking of that and everyone else is like, oh, you just labeled all your stuff POS. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? yeah,
0: because I mean, Nemesis is there's there's other meanings of Nemesis. Uh, it's the goddess of retribution. Uh, and also the balancing force amongst two objects or entities. So, you know, Nemesis is often there's there's a number of different different the- But But I, I mean, I definitely think that the Nemesis star <clears throat> is a nod to the Death Star theory, again, because those because of those ornament titling there. And then also the perks, you have strange gravity and extinction cycle. So in, in those those perks again to me kind of nod to the gravitational inf- or gravitational impact and then extinction cycle which is a cycle of this binary star model being a an, being an extinction event.
2: Right. And the flavor text though in a way is it's it's a straightforward question answer I see it. The question is being extinction, the answer the nemesis star. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And in a way, you can also bring this as a reference to the uh, Alpha Lupi, which is the origin of the Traveler, and uh, the Nemesis being the name of the, the uh, star that caused the extinction cycle of Earth every 27 years, and that the light being the Nemesis is the Traveler that came from way beyond our solar system that is protecting us from this extinction from the star –
0: Which would also explain the giant blast of light that was pushing back the gravitational manipulation. Right. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that.
1: Wow. We are One of these days, we're going to have to get an actual physicist on here. <laughs> 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 like, so I'm punching above my weight most of the time. <laughs> um,
0: well, talk, talking yeah. about that, you want to talk about the nova mortis? yeah, yeah, if you want to move I on don't to how, a true I don't know death how, star. I don't know how to uh, to segue that, so Yolder's hammer, go.
1: So from one death star to another, Nova mortis, which is actually, if I believe I know my language is right, that's actually Latin for death star, correct? Um, from the space between I come, fragments of stars burn in my footsteps. in my hands, I hold death. Song of the Nova Mortis. It's got a really Oppenheimer feel to it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Before he died on the moon, the titan who wielded the first Thunderlord created two variants of the mighty weapon. Nova Mortis harnesses the power of the void. Notes found on the original schematic for Nova Mortis reveal its creator worried the weapon was as dangerous to the wielder as it was to those in its sights. And that's kind of. In keeping with all of our previous kind of, you know, understanding of how the void affects guardians, you know what I mean? You stare into Brian. the void and it stares back into you. And, you know, everyone who stares in the void long enough eventually just loses it.
0: Except for Tevis. very true. Tevis, Tevis for the void. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he met a great end. <laughs> no, I never <laughs> said his end. I said for the wind. He did not go insane. He probably died before he went insane. Poor no I don't know.
2: Now, in my in my notes here, um, I, I I noted that the uh, ga- the gun it most likely comes from the uh, Mortis stages which is more known as the Rigor Mortis, which there are, there are four stages, which is pallor mortis, which means pale skin, Algor Mortis, cold body, Rigor Mortis, rigid body, and Liver Mortis, which is black and blue patches. So there are two names that have two possibilities in my mind, which is mortis, which is when the body dissolves in the void energy, or Novomortis, which is when the elements of the body become one with the void. Mm-hmm. So those are some kind of, I, I thought were very interesting things that people were, were bringing up from one of the articles I've read that uh, we should take into consideration here with this gun.
0: I like that. Mm. Um, And then, obviously, just breaking down the name, kind of going a little bit further, Justin, with the way you were starting there. Nova is the sudden cataclysmic nuclear explosion of an unstable star. Uh, This usually happens uh, in the dying cycle of a star. You see this a lot with white dwarfs. And then Mortis, you know, going back to what Blue was just saying, Mortis just means stiffening. So you have rigor mortis, which is the process in which organic matter and life becomes stiff and hardens. Um, And then from the flavor text, from the space between I come, this is actually, you know, obviously this is a void. This is a reference to the void, a.k.a. the the space between the stars. And this is actually a we know that the space between stars is made up of varying degrees of antimatter and non-baryonic matter. So, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's it's. It's between the between the stars there's a vacuum, so yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> no chat. one can hear you. Yeah,
2: but there but but they, but but within these vacuums there are a few entities within the universe that are believed to have come from the void, such as the traveler, which the song is referring to.
1: Right. I could say that. So
0: who's the titan? That's my question. Uh he's covered up with a rock now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> 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 oh, just
1: as long as you didn't say it was Peyton. Oh, yeah. Peyton. Sorry, mm. not Peyton. I'm Peyton Manning.
2: Are you going to continue with the uh, next part?
0: What you yeah? You, you want me to give some super good advice?
2: Oh yeah, I love super good advice, man. You know, <laughs> I, I I went to my doctor Nope and uh, I asked him for the cure for my. You know my pun disease that I have here as a comedian, but um, yeah, it's it's the kind of curse that you can't just lose overnight. Unfortunately, there's no cure for it. So the truth is, I'm stuck with it.
1: Well, maybe there's some sort of culling you could. Oh yeah. Employ.
2: Yeah, but you know, I find this I find this curse kind of enthralling. To be honest, it's not much of a drag anymore.
1: Yeah, I'm down, but I doubt blues. In for all this, I don't like the implications of this of this conversation.
2: You know, I, just, I think it takes lots of strength and it's like to do these kind of conversations. So you know, this is
0: I, I this is usually it, what I really
2: reaching my super.
1: Yeah, no, no this this whole line of conversation makes my spirit bloom.
2: Oh, that's great. Well, I have the cure for it. You know, if your, if your mind blooms too far, you know, you can always spin metal it up.
1: Well, you know, I don't want to be a further thorn in Blue's side. Uh,
2: you're not much of a drag. You're just enthralling me further because this whole conversation is very invigorating.
0: So, super good advice. Anyway, ah, this...
2: yeah, very super good advice. But yeah, Hawkmoon.
0: Anyway. <laughs> no, no, right, Justin. As, no. as you were saying,
2: the next part reads "fragments of stars burn in my footsteps," which, as we go back to every other gun in this. Freaking cycle is a very destructive force, and this seems to be destroying not not just light, but also stuffing out stars. Oh, but okay. whatever the hell this thing is, it's I, I don't think it, it, it likes us very much.
0: No, it well, it likes us as you know, much as it can destroy and, us.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and then of course the final part reads, "In my hands I hold death," which sounds like something when you walk by Eris more, and she would say, <laughs> "You know, she's she's very very." very 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 bright when it comes to you know when it comes to you walking by but yeah <laughs> it's 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 very enlightening if i do say so myself i feel the light coming from this it's very,
0: very it's nice. very enlightening well and you know it, the other kind of thing that i'm noticing as far as the heavy machine guns too is that all of them have a sense of the weapon being more danger in you know, adjusting you kind of are not into this about the void but it also seems like the weapons are um are I don't I don't want to necessarily say sentient but they kind of are like there is somewhat of an intelligence in them uh you know with with this with the the Nova Mortis with the Abaddon aspect you know those two especially there's kind of this hint of something lurking beneath the surface and You know, to segue into the super good advice, that is actually something that is called out very clearly with this particular weapon. Um, And so the flavor text is this weapon is full of it. Uh, And it says, this machine gun's incredible mechanism hints at the wonders of golden age technology. Smart rounds report their trajectories to the weapons and a microtransmat protocol recalls missed shots directly to the magazine. Engineers decry the idea that all smart systems spontaneously develop personalities and awareness, but it seems undeniable that super good advice manifests personality, memory, and a certain sass. The truth may lie in the weapon's connection to the legendary hunter Panhanin, who witnessed Pancake, who witnessed the fall of Kabir and became terrified of traveling alone. Um, so the other the other thing is with this weapon is I still wish that we could get like the little smiley face emoji on the weapon readout for this weapon. So like you know, it was it would be smiling when it was full. Oh, if it had a mood. Yeah, if it had like because I mean, well because it's talking about personality and it has a certain sass. I just I just see this weapon as having like a little little uh, digital display with a little smiley face. It'd be like,
1: or what if it was like a mood ring and it changed colors,
0: or you know something something with this weapon? I just was like, I'd always I was always hoping that we would get something kind of little little nod (laughs) to that with this. Um, this guy, oh, I love this heavy machine gun for vault mm. v- VOG. This thing helped Oracle so, so well, mostly because of the super good mm-hmm. advice perk, uh, which, you know, missed shots may be returned to magazine landed shots may be replaced in the magazine from your reserves. And then you have crowd control and, um, obviously the solar damage. So yeah, this, yeah. This, really, this, you oh. just described the one time. It's it's, it's really the only awesome uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah, no. It's <laughs> the it, I will be completely honest. It's pretty much the only time that super good advice is useful. But oh my gosh, if you're having problem with oracles, this thing, this thing just belts them.
2: Well, yeah, it's it's built for the vault of glass, so no guardian goes do what, what Kabir had to do, how mm-hmm. to deal with in the uh, vault of glass, and. You know, it's it's your best friend in the vault. To be honest, they will loyally stand by you to ensure they will never be alone again. Yep. Especially in my bending dude. Uh,
1: yeah. Pra- Praetorian foil is probably the only weapon I've found that gun doesn't that is as. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> Not in my vault anymore. Sadly, I I got desperate one night for materials. <laughs> And didn't have enough foresight, you know, to think, well, Justin, this gun was really hard to get. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, oh, purples? Gone, gone, (laughs) gone, gone.
2: gone. (laughs) (laughs) The only reason I I like this gun, it's very easy for segueing into puns. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This one and Icebreaker are those, that's the meat and potatoes of, of any good pun smiths. Arsenal.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Because you know what's not. You know it's not an icebreaker.
1: Super good advice.
2: No, the Titanic.
1: <laughs> God dang it! <laughs>
2: There's a double pun in there because you got the Titan and Titanic.
1: First of all,
0: you're doing something.
1: You're doing something when you make me head desk. <laughs> that might be a first. We've been doing this for eighty something episodes. <laughs>
2: That's a, that's a a cool story, bro.
0: (laughs) Oh man. Do you want to talk about the final heavy machine gun? The one, the original. The OG. Mm -hmm.
2: Thunderlord. (coughs) Thunderlord.
0: (laughs) Thunderlord.
1: Oh, this is, this is a real, I really like the hymn of the
0: Thunderlord. Mm-hmm. Blue, you want to grab that one?
2: Oh, I guess I might as well. Thunderlord. They rest quiet on fields afar, for this is no ending but the eye. Hymn of the Thunderlord. Customized with an experimental induction core, the Thunderlord is a, very, is a heavy machine gun built for the delivery of sustained punishment. The weapon's history and mechanism are both shrouded in ritual awe. Each round fired is another ward in the legend, and the guardians who bear the Thunderlord will be immortalized in song. And that is the Thunderlord.
1: Hey, uh, Blue. What? Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Not again! Fight! Fight! <laughs> fight! No, uh, no. Uh, I, I'm gonna do something just for pins and chat. Do you guys think it's it's kind of weird that um all these guns were made by one Titan? And each one has its own special song.
0: Hmm. No, we're not going down God. there. We're not going down yeah. there, we're not going We've already down deviated far enough. We're not going I'm, down gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw it out there. No, no, they no, you're not. They, no, they, la, they la, 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 la,
2: Listen,
1: He <laughs> said no.
2: Do you know the official Vanguard designation for the
1: weapon? <laughs> What's that?
2: I don't know. It's a, probably like some Amelon. Or something like that. <laughs> I was just trying to get you to stop going down that path. <laughs>
1: That's about right.
0: <laughs> uh, so oh, anyways, Lord. perks perks on this one. Uh, we have the, the hidden perk of the precision kills. Uh, the lightning rounds, which basically is the, again, the weapon fire faster and more accurately, longer triggers held. And feeding frenzy kills with a weapon or increase reloads. Uh, just a couple like quick trivia notes for Thunderlord. There are a just laundry list of deities who are thought to be lords of thunder. You know, you have Zeus, you have Raian from the Shinto, you have Brontes from the Greek, the Cyclops. Uh, Slavic have Perun. Iroquois and Huron have the Thunderbird, and the Japan J- Japanese have Suzano. Just, just to you know go through the first six that come to mind. Um, The other, the other thing is within the flavor text, there is the comment about there is, this is no ending, but the eye, Uh, anyone who has been through a hurricane tornado or any similar storm will recognize this concept. It's the eye of the storm. (laughs) (laughs) It's the center of a large rotating storm. The center of the storm is relatively calm and it gives an illusion that it has stopped. However, it really means you're only halfway through. Um, and then, and then, let me see, and going back to the deity comment, in most cultures, the weather gods are actually typically depicted as being at the top or near the top of that particular pantheon. So, but yeah, and, and that's, um, the rest quiet on fields afar actually reminds me of the green fields of, green fields of France, um.
1: But, reminds me of the green fields of Earth.
0: Well, the green, yeah, the green fields of France is the the song about the. What well, is it? Is it World War Two? I want to say. Yeah.
1: There's a, a There's a Heinlein book called the The Green Fields of Earth. That's really good.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so
1: I I, I work that in there. Thunder Lord. Done, 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 done. so do we want to move on to rocket launchers
2: yeah why not let's launch into the next subject
1: oh ho, ho, segue much <laughs> um <laughs> rocket launchers have a limited devastating payload that provides an excellent countermeasure to heavily armored ground forces and combat vehicles there's no better battlefield equalizer skilled users often aim for the ground beneath nimble targets The rocket launcher. It's so funny to see how Bungie wanted us to use rocket launchers and how we actually use them. (laughs) (laughs) Aim at the ground. I'm not going
0: to. (laughs) <laughs> i don't want like to um the first grenades and horseshoes i don't need to aim at the ground know, what, what is this aiming at the ground? so the first one up is the dragon's breath we're just going to run through these alphabetically as always uh dragon's breath flavor text is burn the world and man there is a lot of fascination with fire with heavy weapons isn't there burn it's the world stream burn it all from the labs of Feliz, Crux, and Victor Lomar comes another shoulder assault offering built to match the incendiary fury of a legendary beast, or at least classic depictions of it. Carrying three rockets, each equipped with solar flare detonators, its power is believed to far outmatch those of the mythical flying monster. But we're still hoping an actual showdown between the two will put an end to that argument. Um, uh, Yeah, so basically they want to go find a... Dragon and one V one it. Um this exo- exo- <laughs> is the exotic I love perks. this weapon. The exotic perks. Uh a kill uh who's next, which is a kill with the final round in the magazine, increases reload speed and napalm Release trigger after weapon fire to drop a solar damage napalm canister. So obviously this is this is solar damage.
2: Napalm son. Yeah.
0: I love the smell of dragon's breath
1: in the morning. Uh, I really wish this weapon had been better because I would have really loved to have been seen holding it at some point. It looks so freaking awesome. Well, It looks and, like a B-52.
0: Yeah, and so going going off that, the aesthetics, there's a couple of little trivia notes that we got from Rhino on this one. Um, so the the idea of placing personalized decorations on fighting aircraft began with German and Italian pilots. Uh, it was actually done against strict protocols during wartime to diffuse the tension of probable death and is now considered folk art. The, uh, the first recorded piece of nose art, which is when, you know, obviously when they paint the nose of these planes, was a sea monster painted on an Italian flying boat in 1913. So what followed after was the popular painting of a mouth beneath the prop, which was actually started by German pilots in World War II. Nose art was produced by the aircraft ground crews. Uh, it most famously is the Hell's Angels, the third squadron of the first American volunteer group called Flying Tigers. The, uh, the, the depiction of the sea monster is pretty much a marine monster of many forms. You have sea dragons, sea serpents, etc., Historically, the colossal squid was known as a sea monster, and the original depiction was described with great detail and now is thought to have inspired many of the images found throughout folklore tales uh and then yes, there is a very similar there is a very strong similarity to the halo flamethrower in this as well, which if you ever played Halo one on the p c you will understand that is a great weapon and the little uh the little exhaust pipes freaking oh, yeah, up. exotic <laughs> yeah, that was
1: so awesome <laughs> I really wish this gun had been better um, <laughs> we all <are.
0: laughs> so you guys got anything but
1: on dragon's breath no I think oh, no. the legend is gonna get the legend now
0: dun dun uh uh-huh. So this is this is a wow. Yodler's horn. <laughs> it's a it's a Yaller horn. Uh-huh. No, no, no. It's the Yodler's horn now.
2: Well you know, this 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 rocket launcher in particular makes me very gal-horny, no. But <laughs> I'm gonna fizz the havoc that hell mouth. Oh what? Uh anyway. Uh, Galahorn. If there is beauty and destruction, why not also when it's delivery? The Galahorn shoulder-mounted rocket system was forged from the armor of guardians who fell at the Twilight Gap, gifted to survivors of that terrible battle. The Galahorn is seen as a symbol of honor and survival, and it also kicks.
1: Oh, there's no other way to put that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's just a majestic rocket launcher, and it was abused at first because when Reserve first sold, it was, first, I was like, huh, who wants a freaking rocket launcher? The next <laughs> thing you know, this thing is meta and it has its own day in the Destiny community.
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the yes. exotic the exotic perk is wolf pack rounds, which basically have now become the puppy pack rounds. But rounds fired from this weapon split into tracking cluster missiles upon detonation. Uh, and then also you, also you have tracking, which this thing will – it's not as bad as truth, but it will hunt you down pretty quick. Um, and then it is a solar – damaged weapon as well. Uh real quick, some some trivia notes for Yellowhorn is north from Norse mythology. It means yelling horn. And the idea was it was a horn that was so loud that it could be heard in all the worlds. And the horn is sounded to mark the beginning of Ragnarok, which was also known as the Great Battle, that was foretold to mark the death and natural disasters that end, which is the making of end of days. And this was like the end of the end of days, Um, the world. And basically throughout Ragnarok, what would happen is the world would be submerged underwater and will resurface anew. Uh, surviving and returning gods who actually managed to make their way through this this last battle would uh, would return and meet, and the world would be repopulated by the two human survivors. So this was this was a very very big warning sign within the Norse mythology for the Yalahorn.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I know there is a variant on the Yellowhorn that we got recently. Uh, there was the Iron yellowhorn. There wasn't really too much to add on this one. It's uh, you know it's just a reintroduction of
1: yeah of New the paint weapon. job. Well, it's a repro. It's is back in black. Is. Yeah, this is a reproduction. It actually says it. it's a finely crafted testament to the many heroes of the last city. So you've got the original Yalahorn, which is actually made of the armor pieces of you know the fallen titans. Uh, and this is just a reproduction of it. Yep. Not much to unpack there. And I've I've had enough with all this. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to bring the truth now. Are you ready for the truth? You ready? You for can't this? handle the truth. Are you ready? It's for where- You can't handle the truth. Yes, Lomar. Uh, so, truth is where you seek it. Truth is a cutting edge rocket launcher developed by Crux Lomar. Smart warheads calculate and understand the user's intent upon firing. It's weird because the user might not even understand that. Um, <laughs> not, not all of us are you, Justin. <laughs> he wasn't ready. Um, there may have been a time when warfare in the solar system was dominated by lightning quick AI weapons and swarms of autonomous munitions. If so, that time has passed. The Traveler's Light has given rise to an age of heroes with undreamt power. But there is still a place for cleverly designed machines. And as the city's foundries reclaim the technical prowess of the Golden Age, our machines will d- will become cleverer still. Dun, dun, dun. dun. It resembles a Big ma- a Big Mouth Bass. as <laughs> big, <it resembles>. <laughs> big, big Mac? Big Mac. <laughs> big Mac Bass. America. (laughs) Are you trying to punch
2: a again? (laughs) (laughs) For this recent McDonald's sponsorship?
0: Uh, Yeah. So, perks perks on this one (laughs) we have the prototype truth seeker, which I love the description. Rounds fired from this weapon seek their targets aggressively. That is mm, so freaking true. That
1: is not a lie. I've seen someone (laughs) shoot one straight into the air and it came and found me. This it was like also, a
0: Liam It's like a no lean, Well, fair enough. It had a particular um, set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other perk is grenades and horseshoes. And then this what this is a void weapon. Um <laughs> it's, I just love that. It seeks you aggressively. Aggressively. Yeah. And like that course, dude at the mall. <laughs>
2: and then, of course, has the Heart of Gold ornament and the Prototype ornament, which, fun fact, additional tuning of this weapon's proximity fuses is planned based on data from field users who complain that the proximity fuses don't effectively let them fire into groups of falling, detonating after the lead enemy passes through the sensors and ruining the potential carnage. Also, the Clovis Bray project was codenamed Hand of God. Fun facts.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Mm. <laughs> ah that's good fun facts um and, morning, uh, uh, a couple couple minor notes from rhino on on this trivia is the truth seekers are you can also often see them emerge in societies that have periods of prolonged conflict or authoritarian authoritarian rule wow cannot talk there um, and so, when you talk about truth, that is facts that are believed to be true. Uh, this is you know things such as transcendent, fundamental, or spiritual realities. Um, and then, ultimate acceptance stems from the meaning of life. Uh, truth is the light, and charity is its manifestations. And most re- most religious, scientific, and historical accounts for truth uh, in this way. So that's that's where uh, you kind of see some some interesting little trivia. From the from the terminology there, amen. Oh, amen, I'm in. amen. I'm in, I believe peace be with you. <clears throat>
2: <laughs> so, cutting in from that,
0: <laughs> I think oh, it's I-
2: uh, a time we slice our way into the next segment.
0: Oh, I, you want You want to? You want to run away from the uh, the cleverly designed machines that are looking to become more clever? Well,
2: the truth that, is, I'm I'm kind of tired. of The truth. Oh, okay,
0: okay, fair enough. All right.
2: It's it's nerfed to.
0: No, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's that is true. All right. So swords. <laughs> it's the truth. It's sword time. So there sword is sword time. Sword time. All right. There is no grace in their making, but we can change that, Lord Shaxx. History might come to call might come to call it the great Hive war, but others will remember it as the day the swords came to the city. Luckily, Short's, Lord Shax's skills. Wow. Short, short, short Shax's skills, Lord Shax's skills and research in all matters of swordplay will help ease this new age of weaponry into the Guardian Fold. Mm. I feel like that, he's a, that that terminology was actually kind of deliberate because you fold a weapon or fold a sword blade, but yeah. continue, continue, Justin. What were you?
1: He's a, he's a complicated man, he's but a, nobody understands him but his woman. Shacks. <laughs>
0: so to to avoid to avoid that whole train wreck, blue. You want to grab boltcaster?
2: Oh yes, boltcaster. Polcaster: excerpt of a mission of a missive from Lord Shacks at Lord to the Tower Cryptography. There must be a way to imbue it with light. That is a cor- Ikora's theory. How glad I would be of her help, but her eyes are occupied with other trials. Perhaps if I fold another substance into the blade, one that is forged in light, it might imprint upon the mel- malleable hydium shade its attributes. But what substances? Ghosts are out of the question. Spin metal is, is in the blade already, but if its arc was too diffused to move the hadium, is there a way to refine spin metal? Distill it to its core elements? I have a little gift for the science of this, but my resolve will not be thwarted. Maybe the Cryptarchs can advise.
0: Basically, he doesn't know what he's doing, but he's not going to give up. Science. Science? Science? science. science? Um perks. <laughs> perks are so here's here's a fun perk for a sword. Sword strike. You use it to attack with the sword. We're done. I'm I this this is an OP weapon. Um the other, I'm sorry, that just like I was reading the perks and I'm like I, I don't I don't think that's a perk. Yeah,
1: I think, I think that's a both yeah. awesome. Um
0: yeah, apparently you can use it as a sword. Uh, lightning main, Frisbee. Lightning Frisbee, which is the Sword of Thunder, I believe, and that is the mm-hmm. ability to shoot a beam of arc light from your sword that creates a lingering electrical storm. And then yes. Arc Forge Guard, which is, a, I think, another common thing with most swords, is if you guard, uh, this is a basically a shield that is effective against solar and void attacks, but less effective against arc attacks.
2: And the reason why the sword is, is so electrical and can cast these bolts of lightning is because there are slots carved into the blade that serve as magnetic field enhancers, which then increase the arc power of that sword's attacks. Swinging the blades can unleash that spinning swarm attack, and electrocutes everything in its path turning to toast. The blade is long, but it's light and swings like an extension of the arm. Long and light.
0: <laughs> it's built for speed. Um, <laughs> uh, found found on all exotic swords is the flavor text die by the sword um <clears throat> and this is actually kind of a a nod to a couple different couple different literary sources there's there're greek tragedies uh where you see characters such as agamemnon in one of the tri- trilogies uh, quote say by the sword you did your work and by the sword you die And then it's also found in a couple Latin translations of the Bible and uh, specifically Matthew chapter 26, verse 52, where it says, return your sword to its place for all who will take up the sword will die by the sword. Um, So yes. And then for Boltcaster specifically, arc energy streams, the destructive forces of nature through things such as thunder and lightning, especially, especially lightning. Uh, and this is one of the weapons that we have an option of getting through the sword reforged quest which is something that most of us have probably already probably already grinded through do we have yeah. anything,
1: Justin, we um, anything to does on. anyone else does anyone else think these swords look terribly unbalanced Ah. Uh, uh. Like it's a sword, game.
2: for God's sake. Yeah. Mean, it's really close quarters combat. So, I mean, obviously, it should you be know. powerful if you're going to risk
1: no, it. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. You're thinking game balance. I'm
0: talking weapon yeah, like Yeah, I can like, see. Like, 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 like uh, Boltcaster, not so much. Wait, Dark, like, dark Drinker, totally. You know how you balance a sword?
1: That.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah.
0: Mm. Dark Drinker yeah, and Rayslighter, I, I, I can I dark dark see Drinker. that. Yeah, Dark Drinker and Rayslighter, I think. Boltcaster, I don't think, and Wolf's Howl. I think is the most balanced of them.
1: Well, Dark Drinker is almost a Saracen sword. Yeah, it you know, is. What I mean, it's it, like it really is. It's it's crazy. Boltcaster, yeah, maybe because it's a real thin blade. But anyways, mm-hmm. I was just logistically the, the only one I, know that I think some... is
0: actually balanced is Wolf's Howl. Yeah, because it's Excalibur. Because, because it's we'll,
1: basically we'll a
2: sword.
1: <laughs> uh, so do we want to move on to Dark Drinker? Yeah, let's let's do that. Dark drinker, the void variant of the uh, exotic sword. Draw close now. Closer. Yes. Let me tell you why you should not fear Willbreaker, the Sword of Oryx. Firstly, its blade is not dulled by age. Each dealt its trades for life, hones its edge, gives its weight and gravitas and insistence within its own vortex of totality. Nextly... Willbreaker transcends liminality. Will demands a subjugation more diffuse than the simple snick and smash of a physical brink. It does not have to touch you to wound you. And lastly, and this is critical, to be taken in Will grasp is to know true bliss. That is, to be simplified. That is, to be reduced to one's most basic level shedding all higher order thoughts of fear or duty or selfishness that is to feel only pain now do you see now do you understand what you've done and if you're like me you just want to go to the mall and say this to somebody i'm <laughs> <laughs> <Calm> done <Toland. laughs> and see what happens
0: i'm down totally oh my god <laughs> that would be amazing right <laughs> That's a YouTube video. <laughs> so, so perks. This also has the super rare sword strike perk. So, guess what, guys? This is a sword. Um, wow. <laughs> as I well didn't as, know that. Oh my gosh. Uh, as well as a perk called supermassive vortex, which is used to unleash a spiral of void energy in all directions, and then the void forge guard, which is the same as boltcasters, but this is with void. And so you use this to create a shield that is effective against arc and solar attacks, but less effective against void attacks. And mm-hmm. let's see, what else do I got on Dark Drinker?
1: It's um, always
2: cold to the touch. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it transcends cold. It transcends liminality, which liminality is a state of transition in the middle of a ritual. So it, it literally cuts out the middleman, so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well... Um,
0: that was Will Breaker.
1: Oh, yeah, he's talking about Will Breaker. So right, you're right. correct. That is, that is Will Breaker.
0: Um, The supermassive vortex does seem to be a reference to a supermassive black hole, which is also known as SMBH. Uh, these are the largest black holes in the known universe. And there is actually a theory that at the center of our own Milky Way, there is a rotating supermassive black hole. Uh, and then again, we have the Die by the Sword flavor text, and I'm thinking that's all I got. Blue, you got anything?
2: Um, Not really, other than just you know how it works and whatnot. There's really, unfortunately, with a lot of those swords and a lot of some of the heavy weapons, there really isn't much lore mm-hmm. background-wise with it, unlike, say, if you compare it to like the weapon we started with, the Sleeper Simulator, where you can just go on for two hours about that gun by itself. But yeah, there's just, there's just not much reference behind the history of the, of the uh, sword and, and, you know, the composition of it, obviously, you know, the, the dark drinker, it comes from the uh, relic iron with on, with on Mars and the other elements that are within it. And when it fuses with the headium, it forms the heavy yet atomically stable metal known as, um, I think it was lazarium. And, um, yeah, that's that's about it. There's nothing else that I can really think about it.
0: Mm hmm. And, you know, yeah. So like for the history of these particular swords, uh, you got they are all they are all bearing the shard of Willbreaker, uh, which was the sword of orcs, you know. And yeah, you, these these are basically newly forged for our guardian. Uh, so there wasn't there is not any instances really of guardians technically wielding blades such as these. Uh, that we have, I mean, like with Rise of Iron, we have the instances of the Battle Axe um, and obviously some swords, which we'll get to a little bit with Wolf's Howl. Um, but, you know, this this particular, these particular swords, these three swords, you know, Boltcaster, Rayslighter and Darkdrinker um, are unique and new in the sense that they actually have a shard of another great sword, Willbreaker, which was the Sword of Oryx. Um, so you, yeah, I mean, you're, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head with that because there's not a lot of history with these because we kind of are the prototype for this particular variant exactly. of weapon. Uh, um, we
2: set the foundation for
0: it. Right, right. And, you know, to, so to, to kind of round out the conversation for the swords that stem from, from Willbreaker, we got Ray's Lighter. Now this is this is a this is a fun card because it kind of gives us a view of the history of Shaxx. Um, it's basically I I don't know. Do you want us to Justin? Do you think we should try to read this? The conversation flow.
1: Oh, I, think,
0: I feel I think like we I think I feel like Rayslayer. I we, we have read to. this thing like so many times. All right, I I want to now. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. who do, do you want to help? Justin, who do yeah. you want? Who do you want I first gotcha. or second?
1: Um, I'll take first. Okay. All right. Next order of business, the Growing City Foundries. What
0: madness is this? Lord Shack's, the consensus did not we barely
1: eked out a victory at Burning Lake, and now you think we're ready to attack the moon?
0: We're preparing.
1: Did you not read my report from Burning Lake, sir, about the Hive's weapons, those swords? They're like nothing we ever- Lord shacks Zafala, you can't think this is wise. We need to examine these swords, train against them.
0: That is a matter for the consensus this side, old friend. Good job. And I just turned into John Hurt. I know. I I I was yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely upset about this, but um <laughs> so raise raise later Again, I bet you this has yep, there it is. Sword strike. Guess what, guys? This is a sword. Um It's a sword. It's a sword. Nailed uh nailed it. The other the other perks on this one is Phoenix Uppercut which is a great name, and I think reminds me a lot of Final For a Street Fighter character. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is used to launch a solar light uppercut, and then you have the solar forge guard, which, again, just like the other two, this creates a shield, um, and this is a solar shield, so it is effective against arc and void attacks, but less effective against solar attacks. And so those are those are the exotic perks for the Rays Lighter. Um, let's see, we talked about the Phoenix. So uh, Phoenix Uppercut has obviously ties to the Phoenix, which is a mythological creature of rebirth that is commonly depicted as a flaming bird rising up from its own ashes. So the uh, the thing with the Phoenix is that it actually burns itself out and then from its own death it reemerges as a reborn and young version of itself. Uh you have, you know, throughout throughout different uh texts you have different portrayals of that creature. Um Yeah, n- no, Justin. <laughs> what? Oh, no, that was from Green Green just sent us Yodler's Helmer Hammer. What is this? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's time. It's time yes. to stop.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm we're t- done. I'm
1: tweeting that.
0: We're done. That's done. Um, and, <laughs> in, in addition, <laughs> this this has the flavor text die by the sword, uh, which we talked about with the bolt caster. Uh, and, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> it's nice to not be the source of the, <laughs> the, the nonsense for once. Uh, you guys got anything for a raise lighter? Mm-mm. I think we're good.
2: Yeah, not really. I always like think that the raise lighter is just a boltcaster in disguise.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never had this one. This is the the phoenix uppercut one. I, I only actually had boltcaster because right around taking king, I decided I was just going to play my main hunter. How'd that because work out for I you? I, awesome, because I don't need a Titan or a Warlock in my life.
2: You disgust me.
1: <laughs> you, You're the third person to say that today.
2: Disgust me. Titans
1: are the it's, best. It's rough. <laughs> it's
0: rough. Well, you want to you end, end the grimoire with the young wolf's howl, Blue?
2: Yeah, that's actually my, my uh, secret rap name. <laughs> my rapper name. I'm the Young Wolf Sal. <laughs>
1: spit hot tape. fire.
2: I spit hot fire. I'm dropping my mixtape along with the uh, Destiny 2 release whenever that comes out. Uh, aiming for the fall. So, yeah.
0: Nice. Whenever that comes hey. out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know my deadline yet, but.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. So, here we go. The Young is Wolf. Called, oh. Is it called Brogoth's Before Goths? Alright, <clears throat> All right. so, the young wolf's howl. To the first of the new iron lords, Lord Saladin. This is more than a weapon. Forged by Lord Saladin within the hallowed halls of the Iron Temple, this sword was intended for you. And none other. When you wield it, it is, its burning flames represent the blight color of your valor, and all consuming sacrifice that you promised to make, should you be called to it. Take up this blade, and teach your enemies to fear the young wolf's howl.
1: Nice, yeah.
2: Um, so there, there really isn't much to this weapon, lore-wise, because well, it's our f- sword. Yeah, <laughs> it's the sword's
1: got a fever.
0: <laughs> uh, oh
1: man. Okay, so perks. It literally does. If you look at it, it's it it's, does. It does. Like it just came out of a forge. <laughs>
0: Um, The perks on this one is, hey, look, there's sword strike. I, I, I don't understand why this is a perk, but OK. Sword strike. So this is a sword. Um, howling flames, which is basically used to unleash a fiery solar eruption that weakens enemies and deals damage over time. So you light people on fire. And then this one has solar forge guard, which is very similar to the razor lighter. Uh, it creates a shield, which is very effective against Arc and Void attacks. Less effective against Solar attacks. Um, this one actually does have two ornaments: the Wolves Remember and Born in Fire. And then that's yeah, that's pretty much you're like like Blue and Justin were saying. That's pretty much. This is the sword that we get for completing the Rise of Iron main story, and, and it sucks. Yeah, I, I don't really use it. And it's got a, whoa, it's, whoa, whoa, I mean, whoa. It looks cool. Well,
1: it is the closest to what I consider a sword. <laughs> will,
0: out of okay. All of yes, them. I will. I will totally agree with you on that. Like it, it definitely is like I mean, it definitely is the most.
1: But I'm not really, really qualified to, to give a sword opinion. Any, anyways, because I don't get me started on
0: Keyblades. Okay, don't don't do this.
1: Oh
2: dude, yeah, this this sword would be excellent for those 1000 degree knife videos, man. We can start that mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. destiny and make a lot of money from it.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I like this sword a whole bunch because it looks like it could be a real sword.
0: Yeah. I X I I, totally, I just I do I do actually kind of like the forge, the freshly forged look that the the base, the base appearance has.
1: It uh, this sword makes me want to ask Conan what is best in life? <laughs> Cross your enemy to see the driven before <laughs> you, and to hear the lamentations of you the women. <laughs> Good old
2: Arnold back in the day.
0: <laughs> oh my Let's lord! See. I'm trying yeah, to think. The yeah. young wolves. Have, I'm looking for the ornaments right, real quick. Because one of them has like the broken blade, right? Well.
1: So in in this scenario here, we are the young wolf, right? Right.
2: Yeah. And yeah. the uh, two ornaments are the, the Wolves Remember and Born and Fire.
0: Born and Fire is the one that has like the fragmented. Yes. And then the Wolves Remember—that's the one that. Oh, that's the one it's that
2: black just... and yeah, has it's the yeah. Rise of Iron emblem on it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I mean, like, well, it's it's the same. It's the same as the base. It just doesn't have the forge glow to it. Basically right. and the blade is black.
2: Yeah, it's just more you can see it better.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's cool.
1: I I generally don't use swords that much. I've I've got a a bolt caster that I use, but
0: that's about it. Is that's about it? Um, yes. Let's see what do we got. I don't. I think we actually kind of covered everything. All the trivia as we went through.
2: Cool, let's go back to Sleeper Simulator.
0: Let's go back to Sleeper yeah! oh yeah. Simulator. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is going... Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Blue. So wait, well, in the wait, Justin, Justin, I've, hang
0: on, hang on. That image that we got sent, that's <laughs> your avatar from Destiny in Lederhosen. No way. No way. Green, green pulled your avatar from Bungie.net. Nice. Was I wearing
1: Mask of the Third Man? Is that what uh,
0: happened? Uh no, you're wearing I don't know what you're wearing. Um, no, I was gonna say
1: I, I was gonna ask, because everyone here read The Moon is a Harsh Mistress?
0: <laughs> That's
1: not I, everyone, I'm guessing.
0: I, I gosh, I if I have, it's been a long time. I haven't read it. That's, what's that
1: huh i'm sorry it's a, anyways it's a, a supercomputer takes over yeah it's a Heinlein supercomputer becomes sentient oh, takes over yes, uh okay yeah yeah mycroft holmes mm-hmm, it, it's a mm-hmm. supercomputer and he becomes sentient and he controlled all the shipping between the lunar colony and the earth and uh he kind of you know, became a Rasputin like figure. Holmes and, anyways,
0: four. Holmes 4.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just wondered. That's that's I get a very him vibe when I read Rasputin. Except for he had a little bit more personality and he wasn't
0: Russian. Yeah, and they and he, he openly called the moon inhabitants Loonies in that one. Wasn't that wasn't that it?
1: Yes. 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 And Looney spoke like freaking stupid. Like, it took well, you half but, the book. But that was. It took he, you half the book to get used to their dialogue because their dialogue was a mixture of Chinese, German, um, English, and another language. Because that was. was uh,
0: uh, buh, 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 buh. Let me look it up. When was it? 20, 2075. Yeah. He was being used yeah. as a penal colony. It was basically the new, mm-hmm. new Australia.
1: <laughs> he said penal. I know, right? I'm like talk dirty to me, Blue. Oh, um, <laughs> so I- I'm just gonna poll you two real quick. Favorite favorite weapon on the list we just went through. Mm. On the list that we just went through? Yeah, don't be don't be don't be predictable and say Gallahorn. Come on.
2: Sleeper simulate just because of the grimoire.
0: Okay. Yeah, mine's mine's actually a toss up between truth and super good advice truth because i actually like using truth and super good advice because of the the lore
1: yeah i think if i have to go with with one if if i'm saying to loot to use
0: mm-hmm.
1: i like nova mortis most if i'm saying lore wise i'm 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 with the legend here i like the sleeper, sleeper Simulant. yeah no, the, but sleeper I simulant,
0: the sleeper simulant has like a ton of lore too. That's the, that's, I mean, it uh, not to deviate there, but I mean the, cause like, you know, that's kind of blew what we were talking about with the swords. It's like, I wish we had some, a little bit more. I mean, I'm curious, how does, how does Shax know so much about sword play? How does he know, you know, what is he, what's all this information that he's bringing mm-hmm. to the fold? Um,
2: Exactly, I, I feel like we got yeah. we got we got bamboozled there. Yeah, you know we're just giving the tip of the iceberg when there's a lot more because you know you don't just make a, a magical sword out of your like that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. history behind it, and I want to know yeah. what that history is. But you know, he's a
0: complicated
1: man,
2: and hopefully, we'll find out more soon. I, I really hope so.
0: Green eyes says, "Dark drinker, Lord Shax." <laughs> So, uh, All right, guys, Lord. you want to roll into shout-outs real fast? What? Let blue, yeah. blue lead the charge?
2: All right, well, um, shout-out to uh, people who do shout-outs, man, because, you know, they're really good. Um, shout-out to um, my uh, the charity that I work for, Our printing Supply Drop. You guys should uh, hit them up, our We send military care packages to uh, troops overseas and domestically to both combat hospitals and bases, uh, we just did one during PAX East, uh, at a local uh, combat hospital or base, I believe. Um, and yeah, just uh, shout out to the writers at Destiny because you keep me up late at night looking through all your writing and grimoire and uh, to try and decrypt what's next in Destiny. And uh, I, I, I got you. I got. I get it. What's next? You know, the outbound signal and the coming war. I get it. You know, the Cabal are coming. Big whoop. Just give it to me already.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just it out.
1: That man. was ins- that was inspirational.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I uh, as mentioned I'll be here
1: to reset. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Which is
2: now at 5 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say saving
1: time. Daylight Savings. <laughs> time. Yay! Um so my shout-outs. Uh big, big shout-out to uh Dave from Guardian Outpost and uh K Magic for The podcast that I missed because I'm bad at schedules.
0: Um, (laughs) So now, so now, Justin, let us let us inform everybody. Now what has happened is I have automatic text to Justin (laughs) scheduled. So there was a bit of a mix up. Uh, We had a last minute change for this show, and apparently I forgot to turn off the automatic text. So Justin Mm -hmm. was a really confused co-host last night. Got a text back. What are you talking about?
1: I was literally. This is me. I was like, "Oh, let's Netflix and chill." Are you going to be on the show tonight? What? And then I I got real mad. I was like, "I talked to you in Discord. I can see the conversation still." Yeah. But uh, for the the behind-the-scenes episode that we did with, you know, two people that was really enthused about doing a show with. I was literally in the line at uh, our local our local market buying groceries and had no idea you know I should have had but was I'm bad at stuff. So um, stuff. everybody and Unless uh you can admit it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. The first step is admitting it and then you can move on. A uh, big shout out to K Magic and Day from Guardian Outpost, and also Purple Chimera for for the last episode, which I also missed. Wow. <laughs> <outpost>. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, um, and also great big shout out to everyone who sent me sneaky snack um, memes <laughs> on my birthday. I really appreciate that.
0: That makes my day. So just keep keep them coming. Is basically what I keep heard coming. Yeah, I like them. All right. Um, So our email topic for next week is going – we're going to be looking at the Thanatonauts, which I kind of talked about in the intro. So we're going to be doing a lore dive into that particular warlock. I guess you would call them order. Uh, So please, if you have thoughts, comments, questions, really confused concerns about these people – let us know. Send it to us uh, at focusfirechat at gmail dot com, and then also a big, uh, well, not really a big shout out, but just uh, a letting everyone know. Give give some uh, kind thoughts and prayers to Green uh, this weekend. She's uh, her her schedule. I'll, I'll let her kind of tell everyone what mm-hmm. is going on if she if she wants to delve into that, but. I'm going to just ask that everyone kind of give her some good thoughts and good vibes, uh, you know, prayers, if you if you believe in that type. Um, so because that's why she's not here. Uh, but everything's okay with her. Don't anyone freak out about that. But just there's some stuff going on that she had to handle, and so the schedule thing. And then also, if you get a chance, give some love to Mel over on Twitter. She had a work you know, that real life thing always gets in the way of having Mm -hmm. fun, but yeah. So she is at the wind of the stars on Twitter and then green eyed music lover on Twitter as well. So if you guys get a chance, definitely give them, give them some kudos for, for being a part of the team and let them know that we missed, missed their presence tonight. So you guys
1: got anything else? I also forgot to thank our awesome guest from this week. The legend blue.
2: Oh no! Pleasure's mine, pleasure mine. Thank mm, you, thank no. you, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. um, one last shout out though: um, if you are coming to GuardianCon, Con, which I know a lot of you listening to are coming, um, and you're going to be in town probably the day before Guardian Con, you're like, oh, what the hell am I going to do? Well, the, the Bacon <laughs> Meetup and the Wing Meetup are coming back. We have mm-hmm. Wing Meetup two at Cracker Barrel um, the day before. I believe from uh, what ten thirty to. One thirty. Yes, that's right. We had an extra hour, so more of you guys who are always late can come in Justin. and enjoy some breakfast with some guardians. We're we're not going to torture that small little uh, place you raided last year and confuse oh. all the locals as to why their place is packed of uh, sweaty guardians in there. <laughs> but uh, it's but not football
0: time. What are all these people doing here? <laughs>
2: And then, of course, we do have the uh, Wing Meetup too, which is happening at uh, the uh, same place as I was at last last year, which is the Wing House. And if you're at La Quinta Red uh, at the Holiday Inn. Or at the uh, Red, roof. Red Roof, you are within walking distance of the uh, place, and you have no excuses really to not don't. come. And if you need me to drag your ass out of bed from your hotel Dude. room, I will. Just give me a call. My phone number is on my Twitter at the Legend Blue, and um, I'll I'll give you a wake up call.
0: We we shut that mother down. He's not joking. There is no excuse not to be there. Like it was yeah. the most hilarious thing watching everyone just try to cram into that building.
2: And we're prepared this time. Um, we do have the whole entire outer uh, patio area rented to ourselves. So none of, none of the public can get in there, and it's all our <laughs> own. And we can Stupid do whatever public. We want. And um, if you want to take a picture with the with the real life hammer, so, um, from what I was told from the person who gave it to me, it was actually used in the Destiny Taking King live action trailer. You can take a picture of it, swing it around, hit someone in the head with it. Mm-hmm. I don't care, but uh, you have to give it back at the end of the night. So if you go to jail, it's mine still. Sorry, <laughs> it's
0: mine still.
1: <laughs> Even if it's admitted into evidence, so if um, I commit a crime with it, it's still mine. Yeah, so, sorry. <laughs> You're at least gonna have to wait till the trial's
0: <laughs> over. I would like to make sure that there (laughs) was. I know, I know, Yeah,
1: stuff walks out of evidence all the time.
2: All right, so if we're gonna have this problem, then I'm gonna have to make you sign an actual document (laughs) stating that no matter what happens, I am leaving with this hammer tonight. So, (laughs) no, you can't take the hammer home. No, you can't sleep with it. No, you can't do anything sexual with it. It's my hammer. That's all (laughs) up to me.
1: What's the Cap- point of even bringing it? <laughs> Captain Hammer. So
2: you, so you can take a picture with it, and it's $5 a picture. I'll proceed it, I'll it up.
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, yeah. Basically, if you're going to be in the area at time for Guardian Con, you have really no excuse not to come hang out with pretty much the uh, most amazing community ever. There's going to be a lot of different opportunities there as well. So, but right. this
2: is the yearly thing. This will be happening every yeah. year that Guardian Con goes on. For this yeah. is this and happened also last year it will happen next year It will happen every year after that.
1: Also, drunk me
0: will mm-hmm. be there definitely, and yeah. that's sober definitely me will be worth there. <laughs> yeah, sober
2: because me because I am
1: DD. <laughs> nice. I will drink enough for the both of us, my man. Oh, don't
0: don't encourage him, please.
2: Buy me wings,
0: man! Buy me wings! Buy me wings! All right, guys. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us, please be sure to give us a follow over on Twitch.tv/FocusFireChat. Links to all our other sites can also be found with our episode archives over on www.focusfirechat.com. Thank you again, Blue, for joining in on the conversation. I'll be sure to get links for you up in our show notes for anyone who wants to continue chatting with you. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback or questions for our team concerning the podcast and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback on iTunes or through that email as well. Be sure to check out our partner podcast within the Guardian Radio Network over on com. So, until next time... Focus your fire and may your light shine bright.